Amen. Amen. I've gotten caught up in the promises of God. I've gotten caught up in the word of God, the word of God itself that promises such great things. I mean, to the point where, you know, God wants us to get lost in his word. He wants us to get lost in the things that he's promised, the things that he's said. We got to know that the promises of God has been fulfilled in Christ Jesus has been fulfilled through Christ Jesus. And because of that fulfillment that's in Christ, that's why we really need the Holy Ghost in our life. That's why we really need the Lord in our lives, the Holy Spirit himself, God's power, God's movement, God's force, God's love. That's why we need him in our lives because he is the one that literally causes the promises to come to pass in our lives. I'm finding out that the promises of God, they are seasonal and they schedule. <laughs> They're seasonal and they are scheduled. So when even when it comes to praying the promises of God, praying the will of God, we got to know that these promises has a set time. They have a set time in our lives. That's the part. That's the part where getting to know God, that's the part in seeking ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness. That's the part of, of understanding that in order to get the promises to take place in your life, you first must seek the kingdom. You first must seek to know who God is and what God has said and what God has promised and where are the promises of God at? They're in the Holy Spirit. They're in the life of Christ. And if we try to get the promises of God any other way, they're not coming to us. If you don't go through Jesus, if you don't seek through Christ, there's no there's no getting the things that God has promised because all of the fulfillment of the word of the promises are in Christ Jesus. He has fulfilled the promises of God. He has made them yes and amen. Yes and amen. And even when you think about, you know, the greatness of God, God's promises are literally an obligation that he has imposed upon himself. The promises of God are obligations that he has imposed upon himself. I mean, come on, that, that, that thing will just bless you to no end. It will bless you to no end to know that the promises of God is something that God desires to do. Not saying that, oh, you got to do this and I do that. No, God desires to bless his people. He desires to bless his children. The ones that walk up rightly before him, the ones that desire him, come on. He said, I bless the just as well as the unjust. So we know that this all about timing, it's all about season. God wants to do big and mighty things in our life. God wants to literally be the fulfiller in our lives when we seek him and seek him only. When we look to him and look to him only. We got to get to the place that's where our faith is based. Where is your faith based? Is it in, you know, what you're used to doing or have you received the new life in Christ Jesus? 
the new way of living, the new way of doing. Uh, your mind has literally been transformed and daily being transformed to be conformed into the image of him. Come on, think about all the things that it takes in order for us to be able to even understand the things that God is saying. We got to be transformed. We got to be renewed. We, it's like uh, uh, the greatest part of our lives where that death process takes place, where we receive a new life. Think about it, a new life. No longer do I live according to the old. No longer am I living uh, 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 living in that shame of my past, living in the guilt of my past, but I receive the new life. I receive the newness in Christ Jesus. I receive the new heart. Come on, the new heart that has the ability to see greater and mightier things that's, look here, that's outside of this world. Come on. They're outside of this world, but literally God has given us the power and the ability to call those things that be not as though they were. So we literally lock in, hold to the word of God. We hear what the word is saying. Oh, I tell you, I mean, talking in, into this last week, and I mean, the Lord is still sharing with me this week. That's why I know there's so much in the word of God that we have yet to tap into. We have yet to tap into. Abraham was promised a promised land, a great a man of great a man of great nation, the Messiah himself. Genesis 12 and 1 through 3. It talks about now the Lord has said unto Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thine kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee and I will make a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. I will bless them that bless thee and I will curse him that curse thee and in thee. Look here, there, that's where you find the Messiah at. In thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Come on, God found favor in Abram. Why? Because Abram's attention was turned towards the Lord. Abraham's mind and focus was turned towards the Lord. God didn't just command Abraham to do something. I believe I believe it was something that God was literally seeing the heart of Abraham. Abraham had a heart towards God. God always looked for that man that had a heart towards him. We don't have to do what God has asked us to do. We don't have to be obedient to the word of God. We don't have to be obedient to the voice of God. We do not have to be obedient. But when your heart chooses to be obedient when your heart chooses to love the Lord, when your heart desires to want to please God, when your heart literally longs to be with the Lord and in his presence. That's what God is looking for. Someone that wants him. He's not making anybody come to him. He's not making us. Your heart itself you should feel the pull on your heart. God is literally knocking at the hearts, knocking at the doors of our hearts, wanting to bless us, wanting to come in and not only come in, but come in with all that we need. 
that when trouble arise, everything you need is in the word. It's in you. The word is in you. That means that the word will speak in the time of need and you will begin to declare that it comes forth. Why? Because it's a promise of God. It's a promise of God. It's a promise that God has, what, I promised to do this. I said that I would do this. Abraham believed in hope, refusing to stagger at the promises of God. He believed in hope when he was against hope, when everything was against him, he believed God. Come on, when everything is against us, when it don't seem like nothing is acting right, nothing is going right, nothing is coming out right, come on, when it seemed like all hope is against us. We got to get to the place where we believe in that hope. And that hope that we have is the promises of God. That hope that we have is the promises of God. Come on, there's nothing too hard for God. There's nothing impossible for God. We have to get to that place and understand no matter what we're going through, no matter what we're looking at, no matter what the doctors or anyone is saying, we got to get to the place of understanding what do the Lord say? What is the Lord saying concerning me? What is the Lord saying concerning the things that are going on in my life? That's that part where we sit and we wait patiently. Come on, we wait patiently to see the promises fulfilled in our lives. We don't give up that hope just because it looked like it's too late. Just because it looked like it's over. Come on just because it looked like it's over. We don't give up that hope. We don't give up that hope. We stay in the presence of the Lord. We continue to worship and praise. We continue to give thanks because I just believe each and every one of us are a promise of God, not only a promise of God, but we're something that God needs in the earth and he needs a work to be done through us for him. We're not here for nothing. We were not born for no reason at all. God purposed us. And because God purposed us, those promises go along with our purpose. The promises go along with our purpose. We just got to get on the right side. We just got to begin to believe the right way. You see, we the old way is in us. It's in this flesh, it's in this flesh, and it's forever wanting to be the leader. But we got to get to the point where now it's the spirit of God that is to be the leader. And it's not that the spirit is doing the work. We're being obedient that the work can be done. You see, it takes us playing a part of being obedient to do what the spirit is saying. That's the part we play. God is wanting to do great, big and great things in our lives. But if we don't be obedient to do what he's asked us to do, what he's shown us to do, we'll never begin to see it. If he's asking you to forgive that neighbor, if he's asking you to forgive that cousin, if he's asking you to forgive that father, if he's asking you to forgive, there's a reason God is asking you to forgive. 
because there's so much still available to us, but we'll never be able to see it. We'll never be able to declare it. Why? Because unforgiveness is in our way. They call it a blessing blocker. Unforgiveness sits in our way. It's not that God don't desire to do good things. We just can't see the good things because of our unforgiveness being in our way. We got to get to the point where nothing is in the way of our blessing. Nothing is in the way of our promise. Nothing is in the way of us spending time with God and literally getting to, to, to understand his ways. Come on, understanding his ways. God is faithful to his promises. And the promises that he's given to us, they're unfailing. They cannot fail. That part right there. They cannot fail. That's the part where he said, man, man plans many things, but it is God's word. It's God's purpose that will prevail. That's why it's better for us to find out what God is doing than for us to try to plan a thousand things to do. Come on, let's get on the side of the kingdom. Let's get on the side of what God is doing and what God is purpose. We just got here. <laughs> we just got here. There's a purpose. There was a purpose here before we got here. And there's going to be a purpose here when we leave here. But come on, let us play our part in the purpose. Let us play our part. Let us find out what it is that God wants to showcase through us. Huh? That sounds good right there, Lord. What he wants to showcase through us. My God, come on now. Joshua 23 and 14 says, And behold, this day I am going the way of all the earth, and ye know you know in all your hearts and in your souls, and not one thing has failed of all the good things which the Lord your God spake concerning you. All are come to pass unto you, and not one thing has failed thereof. That's Joshua 23 and 14. Let us think back. Come on. Has God ever failed you? And I'm talking about with you seeking his face. You're finding out what it is that God has spoken to you. What he's saying to you. And not only that, but you're finding the promises. You have the Holy Spirit in your life. Holy Spirit is in our life. That's the same spirit that literally hovered over the water. And as God began to speak, it was so. It was good. That same spirit right there is in our lives that literally will cause the promises of God to come to pass in your life. But are you trying to pray the promises of God without the Holy Spirit? Are you trying to pray the promises of God without Holy Spirit? That part right there. You see, you can't get the promises without the promise. And when I say that, I'm saying that to the point where God himself, he called the Holy Spirit the promise of the Father. Jesus called the Holy Spirit the promise of the Father. That was the promise. That was the greatest promise. Why? Because within Holy Spirit, all of God's promises exist. And if you're missing Holy Spirit, you're missing the promises. You've only heard about him. He hasn't revealed himself to you yet. 
You've only heard about Holy Spirit, but when he gets to the place where he reveals himself to you, that's when you're tapping into that eternal life. That's when you're tapping into that abundant life. And that's the life of Christ. That's the life of Christ. You can be assured of answered prayers. Why? Because I'm praying the promises of God. I'm praying the will of God. I'm praying the purpose of God. Come on. Let us get to the place where we build that relationship. This is so important for you to even find that freedom that God wants you to have. In order to find that freedom that God wants you to have, you got to get to the place where you understand who Holy Spirit is. What he's come to do. What he's come to literally cause to take place in our lives. We're now all in the body of Christ. Many members but we're all in the body of Christ seeking the same purpose. We may be going in different directions. We may flow in different plans, but we're all leading back to the Father. We're all leading back into the presence of our God. We're all leading back into the presence of the one who loved us first. The one who loved us first and gave his life to us and for us. Come on, I know this is a total walk of faith. This is a total walk of faith, but God is faithful. God is faithful. All that he said, all that he promised, huh? It's in God's timing for sure. It is in God's timing. But once you get to know God, once you get to know Father God, you see that his timing is good. And you know, we got so many experiences because uh, mama can say one thing, daddy can say one thing, and we want what we want right now. You know, we got our own set time in our minds. We got our own set times when we want to do this. I want a car. I want this this phone. I want this. I want that. We, we're wanting, wanting, wanting. You know, and, and when mama say not now, first thing, but I want it right now. There will be a perfect time. There will be a perfect time for all of those things that take place in your life. But you got to be willing to wait on that time. You got to be willing to focus on what you need to do right now in order to get to that time. You see, God is working in our lives. He's moving and changing and shifting us to the, to where we need to be in order to receive all of that he's promised. You see, it's it's like that um, that new wine and old skin. He can't dump the newness of who he is in your old skin, in your old mindset. If you're still walking in that old mindset, if you're still doing old things, you can't. the blessings can't be dumped in your life like that because you're not going to operate in the way that they come to do when they've come to not only enrich your life but others. That's one thing about it. He, when he told Abraham, he said, not only will I bless you, but I will make you a blessing. It's always been God's desire and God's purpose that his children become a blessing in the earth. That not, we don't just allow the goodness and the greatness of God to settle on us, but we allow the goodness and the greatness of God to flow through us. You see, because we got our hands on it. It's like you, you got the promises in your hand. 
and you're getting full fuller than ever before but yet and still you don't see your brother's need we got to get to the point where we get the mind of Christ first in order to understand what these promises are coming to do in our lives the fulfillment of the promise what is it that it's going to do in our lives? What are we supposed I'm telling you, the purpose and the plan is bigger than just uh, we and our homes. It's just, it's so much bigger than just you being blessed and, and you're flooding and overflowing. It's bigger than that. It's way bigger than that. And we got to get to the point of seeking God, getting to know Father God, Getting to know what it is that he wants to do in my life. What is my purpose? Come on. Because I've surrendered my life. Going back to that place. I've surrendered my life. I want to be born again. With a new mind. A whole new mindset. A whole new way of thinking. A whole new way of believing. Come on. That love. That part right there. Because we have a way about loving. But it's not the way of God. Come on. We have limits to what we'll do. We have limits to what we'll do, but when we allow God to tear all the limits and boundaries down in our lives and we begin to trust him with our life, we begin to trust God with our lives where, you know what, Lord, I got a problem over there, but I just believe that you're the healer of the heart and I believe that you've given me a new heart. That's the part I'm, I'm, I'm I, that's the part right there. It's not a matter of healing the heart. It's the matter of receiving a new heart. Wow. Not just God healing your heart, but giving you a new heart. Wow, that's that submissive place. That's that place of allowing God's way to become our way. And I know it takes time, <laughs> but a dead man don't know nothing. And if we're dead in Christ, the only thing is known is his way. And the only thing that we have to be is obedient to the ways of God. Because I'm telling you, it may rub back, it may rub against your flesh some of the things that God asks us to do. The things that God asks for us to do. But I'm telling you, in your doing, in you following the examples of Christ, in you walking in Christ, I'm telling you, you're going to walk upon something. You're going to walk into seasons on top of seasons and times on top of times of the blessings of the Lord being revealed in your life. Come on, when we allow patience to have a perfect work in us, we're wanting nothing. Why? Because we're willing to wait on God. Because the blessing is already there. All that I desired is already there. I'm telling you, your mom and your dad and, and all the ones that have promised you things, it's right there. It's still there. They want to give it to you, but it has its own time. When you grow up enough to be responsible, when you grow up enough to show that you're mature now, to walk and handle the weight of the glory. You're mature enough to handle the weight of what you've been asking for. We should be thankful. We should be grateful to know that God will literally bless us as we prepare ourselves for the blessing. Come on, allow him to prepare you. To allow him to get you to the point where you're able to receive it. Oh my God, God's timing is always perfect and it's centered around Christ Jesus. That's why he's so important. He is so important. And I'm just wondering tonight, has we have we all received Christ as our personal savior? 
Have we received Christ as our personal Savior? Have we received him as being the leader of our lives? Have we uh, received him as being the one that directs us? He is the spirit of truth. Huh? Holy Spirit, he is the spirit of truth. So that's why it's a lot of times we should not be in a place of saying that I don't know. I don't understand. He is the spirit of truth. Everything in him, everything about him is God. He is the spirit of truth. And when you're walking with God, when you're walking in that power, when you're walking in that grace, huh? Walking in that grace, God shares with us. He shares great things with us. 2 Corinthians 1 and 20 says, For all the promises of God in him are yea and in him amen unto the glory of God by us. Come on, that's 2 Corinthians 1 and 20. In the the ESV, for all the promises of God finds their yes in him. That is why it is through him that we utter our amen to God for his glory. I'm telling you, this walk, this faith walk, this new life, this new life, it's all in Christ Jesus. It's all in understanding who God is and who he has called you to be. Who he's blessed you to be, who he's empowered you to be. With Holy Spirit in your life, you have the one that empowers you. You have been literally graced with the ability to do. That's why we we should never say, I cannot do, except you're operating outside of God. Because if you're operating in God, there's nothing impossible for him to do. Nothing impossible for God to do. We got to remember, though the promises tarry, Wait on the Lord, for they shall surely come forth. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage because he's strengthening our hearts. He's strengthening our minds. He's strengthening our lives to be able to hold on to all that he's promised us. Because I'm telling you, all of the greatness and the goodness of what God has said to us, the enemy always comes to try to steal it. But we got to get to the point where we hold on to the hope even against hope, when hope is standing against us. We have to stand in the hope of Christ. We have to stand in the hope of God, knowing that God is faithful to those whom he promised. And not only that, but those who received the promise. I've shared with you, Holy Spirit himself, he is the promise of the Father. And he's full of grace and he's full of of truth everything you need is in this new life this eternal life this abundant life that Christ has come to give each and every one of us he's come to literally seal us in him protect us in him get in Holy Spirit get in the ark of safety get in there know your ending Jesus, know your ending and don't be fearful. You're in Christ. You've been sealed. 
even though the with that ark, the Noah's ark, the storm was on the outside, it never got on the inside. As long as we're sealed in Christ Jesus, it can't get in on the inside. And that's the faith that we have to hold. What it says, even though uh, uh, it may form, it will not prosper. Even though it may form, it shall not prosper. And we have to hold on to that hope and faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen.